Is your Crohn's or colitis diagnosis so fresh in your mind that you're still playing that diagnosis conversation you had with your doctor over and over, almost like a skipping record? Coming up today on the podcast, if you've recently been diagnosed with IBD, let everything else go and do these five things first. You are listening to the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, a safe space where moms with Crohn's and colitis connect, explore powerful tools for healing, and transform our lives to thrive in motherhood and in life. I'm your host, Karen Haley, IBD health coach, integrative wellness enthusiast, and mom to three outstanding kids. After having Crohn's disease for 30 years and working as a health advocate exclusively with IBD clients for the last 10 years, I know it's time to bring the types of candid conversations I have with my clients out into the open. It's our time to go on an IBD healing journey and do it like only a mom can. Let's do this. Hey, hey there, my friend. It is so good to be here with you today. It's a cool day in Maryland, but the sun is shining. The trees are budding with leaves, so it looks beautiful outside, at least from the inside. (laughs) That just kind of warms my heart. How about you? If you are listening to this episode because you've recently been given that lovely Crohn's or colitis diagnosis, You've come to the right place because I've got your step-by-step plan right here. And I've got to tell you, and sure, I'm biased, but this is some juicy, life-supporting information that I'm sharing today. So get your pen, get your paper ready. This is the perfect episode for that. And if you're listening today because you've had IBD for a while and you're just stuck in overwhelm or indecision, or maybe you're listening to this episode because you are a longtime listener, first of all, I'm so grateful to you and the connection that we get to have each week. And rest assured, you all are going to get lots of juicy nuggets as well in this episode. So first things first, I have to mention that this episode and these five steps, they're not about a particular dogma or a treatment plan for IBD. There's loads of paths to IBD health and wellness. And I know that it might not feel like it right now, but trust me, there are. And it doesn't matter what your path is or if you have no path at all at the moment because after this episode, you'll have more clarification on which path you'd like to choose to move forward. So no matter which way you decide is the way for you to heal and to live your best remission-filled life, as you'll see as we go through these steps, you can apply each principle no matter which direction you go in. So it's good, valuable info for the healing modality or the modalities, which I always recommend, that, that you choose. And also I want to say that this roadmap is just that. It's a roadmap. So you'll want to follow each of the five steps in order. It's not a choose whatever step you want to take first type of roadmap. It's a step-by-step roadmap. So keep that in mind because you'll want to go step-by-step to get your best results. Okay, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to your I was just diagnosed with IBD five-step roadmap. Step number one, 
as difficult as it is to get this diagnosis, and so many of us, we don't even have a clue what IBD is. We don't know what Crohn's disease is. We've never heard of ulcerative colitis. When we first hear those words, the most important thing to do is to breathe. Just breathe a sigh of relief because now you have a reason for your pain. You have an answer to all your questionable symptoms. And for most of us, it took way too freaking long going doctor to doctor, being passed off as having IBS or anxiety or stress. I love saying that one in quotes. It's just stress. And getting to where you are at this point, it took loads of persistence on your part. It took gumption to challenge the system. You are a rock star for getting this far. So step one is to just breathe a sigh of relief. You have a diagnosis. It's almost, I would say it's almost like centering in a way because you probably have felt so off, so out of balance for so long. You have an answer and you are not crazy. So breathe a sigh of relief. And as soon as that diagnosis comes down, trust me, trust me, everyone around you, they will be in rush, rush mode. Rush, rush. You you must start this med. You must do this procedure. You get poked. You get prodded. You get blood work. But it's okay. I give you my permission. It's okay to let the world stop spinning for just a moment and just let the dust settle. Take a beat to breathe and gather up strength because... I'm going to tell you, you're going to need it. Don't let the medical establishment rush you here. Unless there's an immediate surgery that's necessary to save your life, usually that isn't the case. So just give it a few days, a week, and just let this new diagnosis settle in. Then you may want to ask yourself, what does this change in my life? What does this not change? in my life. But go inward in this moment. Get help for your kids. Ignore the world. It doesn't matter right now. As moms, so often we hear about a challenge and we want to jump into fix-it mode, don't we? It's in our nature. It's, It's our natural reaction. But really, what I want you to do is fight that normal mom response, that solve and let action take over response. And instead, When you get that diagnosis, go in. Sit with this. Feel all the feels deep down in your soul. Let the news wash over you so that when you have rested your reserves and begin to accept the impact of how this will change your future, you will then have the energy to come out swinging with hope and resilience and strength and the knowledge that you will find your way and you will shine bright in your lifetime and you will still shine your light in your amazing spirit with the rest of the world just like you did before IBD came into your life. You will get to that place once again. Before you move on to step two, you must believe these things about yourself in order to truly get there and not fake it, right? In order to get there and not fake it, you kind of just have to stop for a moment 
breathe and just take it all in. And now that you've put your energy in the right place in your reserves, it's time to take some action. Step one was all about reaction and self-reflection. And now we take the energy we've been storing and it's psychic energy. And if you don't want to get too woo-woo about it, we can call it mental energy because your physical energy is probably still very low. And we begin to pick up the pieces. By now, you have probably been given a lot of information from your doctor. There might be pamphlets or notes from your doctor's visit or patient portal information, test results, and recommendations. And now, now that you've had time to sit with it and process, now it's time to put the pieces together in step two. In step two, you formulate a starter plan. Not a final plan, not an end-all, be-all plan, a B-plus-mom starter plan. One that you can live with for now, knowing once the worst part of your symptoms are behind you, you will probably make tweaks. And that's okay. In fact, it's the best way forward. That can be hard for so many of us perfectionists out there, can't it? But you will be most successful in healing if you imperfectly start with the goal of getting your most pressing issue off the table first. And it's really time to ask yourself, with all of the information that I currently have, because you're just in those initial stages right now, so just with what I have so far, keeping in mind also where you're at right now with your disease, is it in a mild, a moderate, or a severe state, you're going to ask yourself, what plan makes the most sense for me right now? What should I be doing immediately to relieve my worst symptoms? You know, kind of chunk it down. Instead of taking it all at once, kind of chunk it down and take it step by step. And what is that most immediate challenge? So in order to be able to move forward, you really have to get some relief here. You just cannot think of anything else until you do. We've all been in that place before where we get tunnel vision because what we're going through, it's so devastating, it's so painful that we just can't move forward until we fix that major problem. I know I've experienced this so many times in my long journey with Crohn's, but the thing I remember most from my early, early days with IBD, and that was a long time ago, but I'd still remember it. And the thing I remember most were these ulcers in my mouth, canker sores. I, they call them ulcers, but you know what I'm talking about, those sores you get in your mouth. So many that I couldn't even count them all, like 20, 30, all at the same time. They were everywhere. They were under my tongue. They were on top of my tongue, in my cheeks, around the side of my tongue, the roof of my mouth, even in my throat. And I couldn't eat or drink anything or talk or swallow or even breathe without being in immense pain. There were so many symptoms for me in those early days, but that was really a doozy. That was the one that I really feel like held me back the most. And I knew if I could fix that, I'd at least have the strength to be able to leave my home again. And that's just one example of the things that can rock your world in those early days or even early years with Crohn's and colitis. In your early days, 
forget the unsolicited advice from people because they will. They'll be coming out of the woodwork. Oh, I've heard of that. My cousin has that. My aunt has that. My friend has that. And this is what worked for them. Eat this. Don't eat that. Forget the people that tell you that you just need to manifest your health or you just need to meditate your way to freedom or find gratitude and then you won't have this illness anymore or try Reiki or acupuncture or infrared sauna. Now, you might think this is contradictory because those things are actually amazing. They're amazingly healing. And I talk about those very things on this podcast. And at some point, you should try to incorporate those healing modalities, but not in step two. In step two of your, I was just diagnosed with IBD, five-step roadmap with symptoms that are initially so severe, like going to the bathroom 10 to 20 times a day, blood in the toilet, 20 or 30 mouth ulcers, like me, that hurt every time I even drank water, or fatigue that keeps you from even being able to put one foot out of bed, your day will be successful for today. If just for today, you can put one foot in front of the other. And in the beginning, when you just need symptom relief to feel like a human being again, deal with your most pressing problems first. The ones that will eventually get you out of your four walls, even if it's just for a short period of time. Because now that, that is something truly worth celebrating. And right now, you need something to celebrate. When it comes to what we actually take for those kinds of challenges, remember, I'm not a doctor and I'm not going to prescribe anything specific here for you, but I can tell you what that might mean for you. It might mean taking Imodium pills, that that lopramide, that anti-diarrheal Imodium, or it might mean moving to an elemental diet where the only thing you put in your body is a nutritional shake and you do that for a week maybe. Or it might mean temporarily taking steroids or rinsing your mouth out with hydrogen peroxide and baking soda, doing that multiple times a day like I had to do from those mouth ulcers. Whatever gets you to a place where you ease your most pressing physical discomfort, that's the plan you want to be making in step two of your roadmap. Make a plan for your most pressing challenges and then be open to whatever action you need to take to get immediate relief so that you can begin to get your life back and you can begin to see you on the horizon again. Now, once you are what I like to call semi-stable, you're on semi-stable ground, once you have your some of your symptoms in a more controlled place, Now you'll have the mental capacity to begin to learn about your illness, to learn about all that IBD entails. And that's where step three of your roadmap comes in. Step three is the knowledge is power step. Now before this point, and I know it's hard, I do, but I highly, highly recommend that as much as you can, you stay off the internet. Just for step one and step two. 
Don't go Google crazy Googling Crohn's or colitis or go on Facebook groups or other social media sites to get your information because it will only get you more sick and more anxious. There's some tragic stories there and it might even get you sucked into the drama of toxic people who try to bring you down with them. But now, now that you have your immediate challenges or challenge or challenges sorted out and quieted a bit, now you can. Now it's time to become a sponge and just learn all you can, even though you still might want to stay out of some of those toxic sites. Now you have the mental strength and capacity to just dive a little bit deeper to get some knowledge. Now, besides what your doctor is telling you, you want to ask yourself, what are some other options out there? And once you've soaked up as much as you can, once you're in a steadier state, you can ask yourself, do I feel most comfortable with all the knowledge that I've gained from everything I've researched? Do I feel most comfortable with a medication only approach or a more natural approach where you look at food, lifestyle, mindset, or maybe a combination of the two? What modalities sound intriguing to me? Now is actually a good time in stage three to start to peruse many of my episodes, many episodes from the podcast to get ideas about just what options are there, what's available to you. There is loads of information in the 85 episodes that we've done, episodes like episode 26 where I talk about the benefits of far infrared light therapy, or episode 45 that's all about good coffee substitutions because that is always something that we need to figure out, right? Or episode 26, where I dive into gut healing herbal teas. Or episode 75, that's all about your IBD work-life balance. So many, so many good ones. And now is the time to start binge listening if you haven't already heard those to just soak up all the information you can. Soak it up like a sponge. And keep in mind, though, that you're going for B plus mom status here. No room for A's, even A minuses. There's no place for, per for perfection. There's no place for perfection, if I could get that out. When you're trying to find ways to get into and maintain remission, you can pretty much assume that throughout your life, you will be making changes to how you care for your IBD from time to time. Of course you will. As your life changes, so will your chronic illness. So the choices you make in stage three, your knowledge step, these choices you're making can always be tweaked. You never need to feel like you're signing your life away. You're just trying on possibilities. And those possibilities can end up being very exciting and very rewarding. Or they can end up just being something that you say, that didn't work. I'm going to move on on my next path. This is a good spot for me to mention about step three, that with so much information out there on the internet, in friend groups, from well-meaning family members, and heck, our doctors as well, if you find yourself getting overwhelmed or anxious in this step because there's just so much information, it's okay to take a break. Step three doesn't need to happen in a day. It doesn't even need to happen in a week. Little bits of information, bite-sized pieces, that's really the best way to go if we want the knowledge to stay with us. And as you research and you think about all your options, you'll notice that a murky path, right? It's a path that it might still have some fog in it. It will start to illuminate. 
you'll start to feel pulled instinctively in certain directions. And because there's so much to consider and so many decisions to make in step three, I always think that journaling is a wonderful thing to do during this time. It can be really helpful. So you can just get your thoughts out, write whatever comes to mind. And for some, the act of just writing helps you center your thoughts. You might not ever need to even read it. For others, rereading what they write is the key to understanding. But journaling about anything and everything from this fresh, raw, and new perspective, it can be really profound. And if you need it, if you wonder about how much weight you should give each idea that you find, I highly recommend that you get a second opinion. Not necessarily about your diagnosis if you feel like it was a properly made diagnosis, but about your treatment plan. Remember, every doctor is different, and contrary to popular belief, as much as medicine is a science, it's also very much an art. And your doctor is the artist. Find out what a different approach might look like if you're really feeling called to do that. Then, when you're ready, when you feel like you have enough knowledge, make a preliminary decision. So your decision might be meds only. You might say, let me start small with the anti-inflammatories that my doctor told me about, the five ASAs like the Lialda, Pentasa, Aprizo, and just see what happens. Or you might decide, you know what, I need to bring in the big guns. Let's go straight to the biologics like Stellara or Humira. Or you might decide, it feels right for me to go the natural way, food, lifestyle, mindset. Or maybe it's a combination approach where you do take medication and you use an IBD healing diet as well. There is no one-size-fits-all answer. There is only the one that fits for you. And remember, it just has to fit for right now. It doesn't have to fit for your life. So no pressure there. It's okay to move forward on your path, even if it's murky. B plus mom is where you want to be. You don't even need to have all the answers to begin. Once you complete step three, you should begin to feel like you've taken some of the lost control that you had, right? You lost control when all of this happened and now you're starting to take it back. Because when we gain knowledge and we formulate a plan, we tend to feel more centered, more grounded, more in control. So win or lose, that's the power of step three. The fulfilling step three power in gaining the control is how we then move on to step four. And step four is all about sticking with your plan and being patient. Healing the gut takes time. Finding your path to initial remission, that can take time. You know, over my years as a health coach, I have seen clients come and go who want to try something and they try it for a day or three days and then they come back to me and say, Karen, I gotta ditch this. It just doesn't, it doesn't work for me. It, and I always have to tell them, oh, no, 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 no. Gut healing, it doesn't work that way. Usually, I have, to, I have to add that caveat. It doesn't usually work that way. It's very rare that it ever does. And that doesn't mean though that it's not possible or even that it's not likely that healing will take place. There were a lot of double negatives in that sentence, so I hope you got what I was saying. You can heal. Gut healing is about putting one step forward, and then sometimes you'll take two steps back. But over time, 
those one steps forward, they really do add up. Patience and going toward a slow, those are going to be your mantra in step four. Patience is my friend. Patience will guide me to success. The tortoise wins the race in the end. So I will be the tortoise. Those are just my mantras, but you can use them. You can steal them for your own. I want you to practice patience and I want you to be the tortoise. But at the same time, I also want you to feel like you're not wasting your time. And this is where two incredible resources come into play. I love these resources. They're so life-changing. I cannot wait to tell you about them. Two resources that if you cultivate now, you will be able to keep in your arsenal for the rest of your IBD life. Resource number one is your food mood poop journal. This is the most critical piece that's missing so often from this step because, here's why, because it's tedious, it's time consuming. If you are a cheeky podcast lifer, I'm hoping that you'll stay with me for just a sec while I catch anyone up who hasn't heard me mention about the power of the food mood poop journal before. In a very quick gut shell, but I'm bummed, your FMP journal is the place you record what you eat, how it affects you, your mood, your poop, and your other symptoms. Now, you might fancy yourself Wonder Woman, and I know I do, <laughs> certainly I do from time to time. You might think, I can remember what I eat. It's all in my mind. I can remember what treats me good and what sends me to the porcelain throne or in bed with pain. I can even watch these things change over time. But trust me, oh, trust me, dear mama. I'm going to give it to you straight right now. And it's two words. (laughs) You can't. You can't. Even Wonder Woman has her limits. We moms... We have way too much going on in our lives to remember this type of minutia if it isn't written down. Are journals time-consuming? I'm not going to lie. Yeah, they can be. But keeping a journal like this, and mine, the one that I use with my clients, the one that I give to Gut Love community members, it is very streamlined. It is very time limited and trust me, you will benefit so much from this now and whenever you're struggling down the road with a flare up. Devoting some time to your food mood poop journaling system now will get you to the finish line much faster and then you'll be able to get off that journal much sooner. It's like doing something we don't really want to do for the big payout, the big benefit later. Food mood poop journal. Do it. You will thank me. Just just do it. Stage four, it's the place to begin with your FMP journal. And if you want to get started with a tried and true client and gut love community member tested FMP journaling system that works, get your hands on my FMP journal. It's free, it's fabulous, and it's yours at karenhaley.com forward slash journal. That's karenhaley.com forward slash journal. And remember, Karen is spelled with a Y because my mom had to be a little different. K-A-R-Y-N and Haley is H-A-L-E-Y. Okay, 
I mentioned there's two resources that you'll want to adopt in step four, two amazing resources that are really going to move mountains for you. The first one was your FMP journal. The second one is your wheel of wellness. Can I get an amen for the wheel of wellness? Longtime listeners, you know what I'm talking about. First time listeners, it's time to begin the process of cultivating your wheel of wellness your well-rounded support tools that encompass everything in your life that helps you feel your best, your mind, your body, your soul. It won't be anywhere near done when this stage is over. And that's okay. In fact, that's perfect. Actually, that's exactly where we want you to be. The goal here in stage four is just to get you started. The good news is that you already have the first spoke in your wheel of wellness. You already have it in place. Remember, it was choosing that gut healing food or those supplements or the medication or the mixed approach that you chose. Remember, you already did that back in step three. So you're already working that one thing. You are choosing patience and persistence to see how it works for you. Now, in step four, it's time to start putting some other pieces in place that support your current approach, that support your gut health, that support your overall health and well-being. There's a reason we don't start at stage one with your wheel of wellness. We don't start with it right from the get-go because putting together a fully functioning wheel of wellness and all its spokes and its moving parts, it's just too overwhelming in the beginning stages. In the beginning stages, we pare down. We do just what needs to get done. We breathe. We pick one thing to heal. The wheel of wellness, it's just too much. It will spread you thin and leave you feeling like you've started all these projects that you just can't complete. And nothing frustrates our mom brains more than uncompleted projects. So start here in step four to add to the resources you've already gathered with more gut healing options that can then become part of your support system to keep your most important gut healing modalities, to keep those ones that you've chosen, to keep them working at their peak. It's like a support system almost. Almost. You can kind of think of your... This is kind of how I think of it. You can think of your wheel of wellness as a beautifully tiered wedding cake. Can you picture your wedding cake if you had a wedding cake? Or maybe you went to a wedding and you saw a cake. Okay, so picture that. It's your wedding cake. It's the bottom layer being the strong support for the rest of the cake. Is it as beautiful as the uppermost piece with all the fancy decorations at the top? No, probably it's not. But it's no less necessary because without that strong support of the bottom layer on that wedding cake, it wouldn't exist. It would just fall flat. And really, oh no, for your wedding day, not a good look, right? So we don't want that. So that's what your wheel of wellness does. It's the support for everything else that you have going on to help you heal. Now, the cool thing about your wheel of wellness, and also I have to be fair here and tell you maybe even the most frustrating thing about it, so it's cool and it's frustrating, is that no two IBDers wheels will look alike. What you put into your wheel of wellness will most assuredly be different from mine. We all have individual needs and what we need is that bottom layer of structure and it's going to be different for all of us. 
And I know this can be frustrating for some mamas who want the cookie cutter option to squash their IBD. But I have been in the CNC trenches for long enough to know that we have to carve out our own path. But what I can do to help you connect with what might become integral spokes or an integral spoke in your IBD wheel of wellness, what I can do is I can tell you about the types of things that you'll want to consider when adding to yours. And some of these you'll say, ah, that, yes, that, that fits for me. And others you'll say, I'm not ready yet. So you'll kind of just kind of get an idea by me sharing some ideas with you. And then you can decide which ones you want to do now and which ones you want to hold off on. So one of the spokes that's very important for many is a support system. And these are people who are around you, who you can count on for your IBD support. Your spouse, your friends, your mom, your coworker, your online buddies. They may not be the people who are the medical experts, but they're the people who you can vent to and talk to and just say, I'm really having a crappy, crappy day. Keep that support system close to your heart now, especially in your early days with IBD, because this is when you need them the most. Another spoke that you might want to consider for your wheel of wellness is your movement practice. We all need a movement practice, whether it's competition level weightlifting to restorative yoga to walking in nature, walking outside, and everything in between, really. No matter what type of movement you choose, Choose the one that's best for where you are currently at. So let me just give you an example. If you can't get off the toilet in the morning, then a get up and go kickboxing movement program, that's probably not the best option for you. Choose a practice that is right for where you're currently at, knowing that the cool thing is you'll add on to it as you get healthier. Another spoke to consider is your stress management tool belt spoke. Oh, stress. It is a killer. And I mean that literally. It literally is a killer. It strips you from your ability to fully fight your Crohn's and colitis. It even causes breakdowns that if you've had Crohn's and colitis for a while, you know it leads to flare-ups. We all know how important it is to find ways to manage the stress in our life. So adding this stress management spoke to your wheel of wellness, it's really crucial. If you need help in this area, don't forget, I've got a resource for you and you can download it. It's my free and fabulous stress management tool belt kit. And it's got all kinds of great ideas to help you manage your acute stress as well as your chronic stress. And getting your tool belt, it is super easy. You just go to karenhaley.com forward slash stress and you'll find it there. K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y.com forward slash stress. You will find your stress management toolkit there. Okay, so let's move on and talk about another important spoke for your consideration and that is your spirituality or faith spoke. And that is another possibility for your wheel of wellness. And I will tell you what, when the chips are down, when you just feel like you can't take it anymore, your faith can be the one thing that pulls you through. It doesn't have to be organized religion faith, although it absolutely can be. I just mean faith in every sense of the word. I think I told you this before, but it bears repeating. When my mom was given six months left to live... 
when she was diagnosed with liver cancer, it was her faith and her indelible spirit that helped her last not just six months, but six years before she passed away. Faith, my dear, it's a powerhouse. It is a powerhouse spoke in your wheel of wellness. Your wheel of wellness may also include supportive practitioners besides your main doctor. Like it might include a health coach to help you engage fully with healing modalities that you've chosen, to educate you on supports that maybe you haven't even thought about yet. And to also, of course, be your head cheerleader support system as you move through your gut healing journey. Your supportive practitioners may also include an acupuncturist, an acupuncturist or a functional medicine provider, somebody who looks at the root cause of healing for your IBD. Maybe there's someone in there that's a craniosacral therapist or a Reiki practitioner. You don't have to have every type, of course, but find one or two that support your needs as you continue on in your healing journey. And I just want to mention two more ideas for your wheel of wellness before we move on because these are ideas that just might spark some insight or some motivation for you to act no matter where you're at on your gut healing path. One is your self-care practice. Oh my goodness, capital H, huge. Now listen, I almost gag when I say that phrase, self-care care. It is so overused. It's so misunderstood. It's lost a lot of weight, hasn't it? But it's overused for a reason. It's important. It's important, especially for us moms. We pretty much, I'm going to just say it like it is, we pretty much suck at (laughs) self-care. Too much mom guilt, too many kid responsibilities, too many irons in the fire, too many multitasking moments. It seems like that's all we do. We need our time. We need to know who we are away from all the demands of our life. Overused or not, self-care is needed. It's needed for you now more than ever. And the positive impact that it will have on your physical health, when you take the time for you, it's really astounding. The last wheel of wellness idea that I want to share with you that I want to mention today is to include some form of meditation and or also therapy as well. As a formal, former mental health counselor, I know I'm biased in this area, but I can tell you also from personal experience how vital, how important both of these healing modalities have been in my life. Therapy, when I was first diagnosed, it was really life-changing. I was young and I really didn't get all that it involved and I I really needed to go to therapy and thank goodness my mom took me. She took me to a therapist. I don't know if she knew this or I don't know if she picked this person out on purpose. I don't think so because it's so not my mom, but she took me to a medical hypnotherapist and forget what you know about this stage entertaining hypnotist. No, no, that's not what I'm talking about here. The right medical hypnotherapist, they can have a huge impact on your gut health. It doesn't have to be a hypnotherapist, though. There's all kinds of different therapy modalities that can be helpful. A Somebody who practices cognitive behavioral therapy can be great, as well as a dialectical behavior therapist. And so many more types of therapists can really be helpful in those initial stages and throughout your diagnosis. Meditation. Now, that came into my life much later. It wasn't when I was first diagnosed, 
but I highly recommend meditation as well. Meditation doesn't have, it doesn't have to be about quieting your mom brain. I know that's so challenging for all of us. It can be about focused visualizations to assist your digestive system in doing what it wants to do, which is heal. So see how powerful that can be? And you all know, if you've listened to the podcast before, I'm a huge fan of Insight Timer. It's my meditation app of choice. So look that one up, Insight Timer, if you want to get started with meditation. So those are just some options out there for your wheel of wellness. And you might have different ones. You might have something completely different in yours. Everyone's wheel of wellness is different and everyone's wheel of wellness will change over time. We are not stagnant in life. So why should our wheel of wellness never change? If your wheel of wellness is not changing over time, it's time to take a look at it and say, why is that? So what's the right amount of time here? Now, how much time should you be giving step four to fully percolate, we'll say? Usually, it's about one to three months before making any changes. Remember I said in the beginning of this step, I see lots of mamas saying, I did it for three days. If if they're lucky, maybe a week. And then they'll say, it didn't work, so I'm just going to move on. Not so fast, my speedy friend. Take the time your body needs to catch up to your brain. I got to say that one more time. Take the time that your body needs to catch up to where your brain is at. So let me put this in an example so that it is really clear. Let's say that you have decided that diet is the key to finding remission for you. So you've started the specific carbohydrate diet. I want you to give stage four with your food mood poop journaling system and adding in one or two key wheel of wellness pieces and give all of that one to three months before making any decisions about moving forward. And remember, after that time has passed, that does not look like I am healed. It doesn't look like that in three months. It means that you see forward moving progress. Healing takes the body time to catch up to what's going on in the mind. And the same goes for approaches like medication only or supplements or if you chose a mixed approach. It doesn't matter which approach you choose. We have to look at it from that perspective. Am I moving forward? And the last but so important thing that I do have to say on this subject is that when you're taking into account this one to three month period, I highly encourage you to just be honest, to be honest with yourself, assess, did I really do everything that I could do within my power and according to my plan that I put in place? Did I do everything to heal myself? Because if you were hit or miss, if you didn't take your medicine some days and you took it other days, if you ate out at McDonald's all the time while you were following the paleo diet, let's say, then you really, you really didn't do your plan as planned, did you? It's okay, remember, we're all human, we're all in this together, and there is no judgment. And we're not going for perfectionism, but we are going for maximum effort. So if you can't say that you put forth maximum effort during this time, then I would absolutely give this stage a little bit more time so that you really can make an informed decision about what works and what doesn't before you decide to move on. Okay, you have made it to step five, my friend. I'm giving you cheers if you stayed with me for all of this. It's a lot, I know, but 
Amen to you. You're doing fantastic. Let's talk about step five. It's time to assess and tweak. In a minimum of one month or up to three months, that's about how much time has passed now. It's now time to take stock. And as I mentioned earlier, this method and these five steps, they're not about a prescribed plan. It's really more of a mindset, isn't it? What we're talking about here today. It's not about following a particular dogma or road to healing. It's about following the road that best serves you for the time that you're currently in. I cannot stress that enough, mama. I have seen ladies out there grasping for one true healing modality, following the path of some guru or some so-called expert, only to find themselves in the same miserable place they started in, or in some cases, worse off. And I have to tell you, it absolutely breaks my heart when I see people taking advantage of you in this way. The bad news is, is, is that there really is no one perfect path to quieting your IBD symptoms. But we have to look at the flip side here. I'm always a glasses half full kind of gal. So we have to look at the flip side. And the good news is that there's loads of individually proven paths that you can use to tweak and change and formulate as you design your own proven path to health. There are lots of ways to heal. And in step five of this process, it's time to celebrate because you made it. You made it to the assessing and the tweaking phase. So in step five, we ask, how has that road been serving me? It's time to figure that out. And you can access and process this thoroughly so that you can really move forward with confidence. You can do all of that by asking yourself just a few key questions. Question number one is, am I better off or worse off than when I started this plan? It's really that simple. We don't have to overcomplicate this. If your answer to this question is, I'm not just better. I am fantastic. I'm great. I feel the best I've ever felt in my life. Keep doing what you're doing, girlfriend. And then every so often, keep asking yourself the same question. Am I better off or worse than when I started this plan because I can almost guarantee that there will come a time in your life when you're going to answer this question and the answer isn't going to be I feel fantastic I feel terrific I feel the best I've ever felt in my life as life moves on and as our life changes direction and stress and circumstances and things that are are nowhere near under our control as they all happen your plan will need to be revised. And when that's the case, I want you to then continue on to my next question. So if your answer to question number one is, yeah, I'm better, but I'm not exactly where I want to be, or I've been in that place for a while, but I'm not really there anymore, then you want to move on to question two, which is, what can I do to make my plan better? What can I do to make my plan better? What in my heart, with the amazing fine-tuned intuition that I know you have if you just trust and listen to your inner self, your inner workings, what is my intuition telling me that's not working for me? You don't have to have the answer. You just have to know what's not working. Use that intuition to kind of guide you. And what about this plan? This is important too. Not just what isn't working, but what about this plan that I created what does work because those are the things you want to keep. 
And when you have those tweaks in mind, those things that you're going to change, ask yourself, how can I fit these tweaks into my lifestyle? How can I best make a new plan to make the changes that I need to make a new habit become part of my life? Because that is really the hard part. Oftentimes we know what we need to do, but it's the actual planning and the implementing that tends to just, well, trip us up. <laughs> so don't just ask yourself the question, what it, what's working and what's not working? Ask yourself, how can I implement? How can I make these changes that I need to make? How can I make them a new habit in my life? And just a little bit on that from me is that you go slow. You just baby step it. And that's a great way to do it. But lastly, if you're answering these questions and you have thoughts like, I really, I just don't have the foggiest idea where to start. Or if you're saying, "Mm, no, I'm not really better off than when I started at all. I'm not moving in the right direction and I don't really even know where to go from here. Now it's time to ask yourself question number three. And question number three is, who can help me figure this out? Who can help me figure this out? If you're feeling like you need to make tweaks, but you're just not sure where to start or what those tweaks should even be, if you're saying, I've done everything I could for the last one to three months and it's just not working for me and I know I need some additional help, Oftentimes, this is where I come in. Oftentimes, people will have done some version of steps one through five. Maybe they've done it to a T. Maybe they've done pieces and parts of it. Usually, it's that. Usually, usually there's pieces and parts that have been done, some version of the stages that we went over today. And then they realize they just need more support. They need an outsider as their guide but also support from someone who gets it, someone who's been in a similar IBD situation, someone who's just a few steps ahead of them on their gut healing journey. So if this is where you are at, this is a really good time to get in touch because this is exactly what I do as a coach. I don't prescribe meds like your doctor does. I help you process and weigh all of your options and help you see Some options that maybe you didn't see before because maybe you're just too close to the situation or don't have access to all the resources or the latest research on what's working in the field of Crohn's and colitis. This is where I can be a great support for you. And the beauty of it for me is that I get to witness. I get to be a part of this amazing journey and this transformation as you get to the bottom of what will work for you. It is, oh, it's such a beautiful thing. It's one of my favorite things in life. And if this sounds like the kind of support that you need right now, if a free 30-minute IBD consultation with me where we focus 100% on you and your specific challenges, if that sounds like what you need right now, you can book that. You can book that with me at karenhaley.com forward slash consult. karenhaley.com forward slash consult. Now, maybe the services that I provide isn't what you need. It does happen from time to time. What are some other options that might be available for you? Is there maybe a doctor in your area with a different approach than what you've been working towards so far? Or maybe there's a book you could read or a class you could take or a course. Whatever helps you and gives you more knowledge 
that you can then turn into help for your particular situation, that's the direction you want to go in during the tweaking stage. Like I said, I am here for you. It's what I do. It's my passion. It's my mission in life to help others with IBD. Just to help lighten the load for as many IBD mamas as I possibly can. But other healthcare professionals are available as well. So if you find that you get to step five and you still feel lost, please do not stop there because help is available. Your hope should not be diminished if steps one through four didn't really work out in your favor because this is a monster of an illness. And sometimes, sometimes we need a couple go-arounds before we find our way. But if someone who can guide you is available, someone who can help keep things moving forward for you, something like that that you can find, that is key. And that's what this is, step is all about. Okay, my love, those are your five stages. Your, I was just diagnosed with IBD, five-step roadmap. If you're newly diagnosed or if you're just feeling stuck, overwhelmed or anxious or stressed and sick and tired all the time, I really hope that this gave you a roadmap for how to just start moving forward. Let's go ahead and go over our five steps one last time. And if you didn't write them down yet, this is a really good time to get that notes app or get a pen and write this information down so that you have it at your fingertips when you need it. Okay, step one, breathe a sigh of relief. Know that what this is and just knowing having that diagnosis can be freeing. There's hard work to be done. So take a moment with yourself to center, get grounded, and gather your energy for the fight that you know is coming. Step number two, formulate your starter plan. This is just your initial plan to get you out of your most pressing problem. It's not your forever, but it needs to be a powerful enough treatment to get you living life again. And in this stage, be open. Just be open to, I know we all have our preconceived notions. Some are like, meds, meds, meds. I don't want to try anything else. And then others are like, natural, natural, natural. Just all I ask is that you just be open here to whatever works. It's time limited. Maybe you're not a fan of meds. Maybe though they could really get you over the hump and that's really a good step for you or maybe you feel like all the foods bother you you don't you can't figure out what healing foods to eat because everything bothers you i hear this all the time but trust me there are ones that bother you more than others it's about making a starter plan to help you figure this out and remember that starter plan is a b plus plan not an a plus perfect plan so that you can do it and you can stick with it Step number three, knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Now that you've got your bearings and you've quieted your worst problem with whatever means necessary, you now have a little bit of energy to do some of the mental work, the research, the deep dig into your options, food, medicine, lifestyle, maybe a combo approach. Whatever it is, get started here, again, with imperfect awesome mama B plus effort. Step number four. Step number four is probably the biggest, hardest step. It's all about sticking with your plan 
and being patient while it plays out. During this time, you are putting in a solid effort. You're putting that effort in for one to three months. You are using that food, mood, poop journaling system. You are starting to cultivate your wheel of wellness with one, maybe two spokes. You're not changing anything. You're not changing every three days. You're in this for the long haul. And then lastly, we have step number five, where it's time to assess and tweak what's working, what isn't. If it's all working, you keep doing you, mama. But if there's small parts to tweak or even large areas, it's all good. It's okay. It's all just information to help you move forward. If what you have done for over the last three months, if it isn't working, you're not a failure. I know you, so I know that you're resilient. I know IBD mamas. We are resilient. We are powerful. And we will keep searching for answers. Because if there's one thing I know, it's that there are answers. We just have to keep turning over stones to find them. And if you're struggling, if you just feel like you're hitting your head against a wall repeatedly, it's time to reach out. Let's work together to see if we can put some of the puzzle pieces together for you. This is my sweet spot. It's what I do best. Remember, there is a link to book your free 30-minute IBD consultation call with me. It's in the show notes, or you can also just go to karenhaley.com forward slash consult, and you can book it there as well. My friend, the early days of IBD I know they are rough. I hope this information just helped you see that there is an illuminated path forward. Use the steps here to shape your journey and know that I'm here to help you along the way. Until we meet again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy gut healing journey. Chat soon.